Welcome to the Success Agent Podcast, hosted by J.P. Flewellen. Your expert guide on best practices, tips, and hacks to grow and thrive in the real estate market. Join us as we interview top performing agents and share the secrets of their success. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Success Agent Podcast, uh, where we deliver weekly guests and bring insights into the elements of your business. And this week we have Ryan Keaton and uh, he has a degree in finance and real estate and actually did appraisals a couple of years. And he has been a realtor since 2017 and right out of the gate, 22 transactions. And then in 2018, 68, and now he's at, uh, did 93 transactions. And he was a finalist for the realtor of the year, both last year and this year. Dang dude. And, uh, and so he has a lot to offer today, uh, especially for a lot of you guys out there that have uh, just starting in the business and have just really kind of trying to figure out what systems and what kind of drive it takes to be super successful. And so Ryan's going to bring it today with some knowledge on y'all. So you guys better pay attention because I know that a lot of you are like, three years in the business already at 93 transactions. What? So, um, so Ryan, let's talk about year one and kind of what it took to, to, to do that, those 22 transactions. And then, uh, now, uh, realizing that there's only so many hours in a day and transitioning <laughs> from, from that into a team. So we had a, I knew from from day one coming in that uh, I was going to approach this as a business that uh, I knew I was going into, you know, I was going into real estate, I was gonna have a broker and I was going to work with a company. I was obviously with somebody different at that point. Uh, but I knew what it boiled down to it, it was a business. Business takes money, takes resources, takes structure. So, you know, I wrote business plan. Uh, I've done that every year uh, and just kind of adjust. Uh, but I also knew that I was going to have to try to put some of those resources in. Uh, I obviously had less of a budget <laughs> whenever right. I first started out uh, than I do now. But uh, I just use those resources to the best of my ability. I, you know, I spent a lot of time vetting out what type of um, uh, sources I could get for lead generation. You know, what was I going to get from the brokerage? Uh, how did that evolve? You know, which led me to come to EXP and. Mm -hmm. um, I just structured everything like that. So, uh, I, and I also worked my butt off too. Uh, and I spent a lot of time, uh, I milked every single, uh, lead that I got to the best of my ability with follow-up. I put systems in place, which was part of my business plan. Uh, so by the time that I actually got, uh, a lead, I knew exactly what I was going to do with that lead all the way through. Uh, and then how was I going to move that if, something didn't happen within that short time frame, that short window, um, because, you know, I'm sure everybody listening to this and everybody knows that, you know, your window of time to be successful with a, say, an, uh, especially an online generated lead is that first three minutes, five minutes, you know, before you just keeps the percentage just drops off a cliff, you know, after that point of, of whether you'd be able to convert them. So, 
just being accessible and being available. So how do you brand new in the business learn this stuff? Like, cause I mean, this is not normal like behavior for a brand new agent. Like you're just getting after it like that. Like, did you were self aware that you needed to get educated through that? Or was it part of your previous life that, um, was part of what helped you learn those behaviors or did you just know that you just had to hammer and hammer and hammer it because that's just the way that it is? Well, I think part of my previous life, uh, doing other sales jobs and, and things of that nature, uh, you know, kind of, I, I was in the medical field for a long period of time in a sales con- sales environment and then kind of moved into uh, a C-level position with a start startup company as a director of client services. So I knew you have to hammer and you have to work. And the only success you ever have in life is whatever you create for yourself. So um, I've always kind of been that person that, uh, you know, people will kind of joke with me. It's like, oh, you, you know, somehow always just fall into things or you're just so lucky. It's like, even whenever you lose something, something just pops up. Well, I personally know that's not the fact. It's just like, okay, that's a bad situation. Bummer. Okay. How do I turn this around into something else? (laughs) So um, having that, mentality from the beginning. Uh, I also was very aware that once I got into the business and I was working, like I said, for a different brokerage and you're kind of sold, you'll get this opportunity, this opportunity, and very quickly seeing that that wasn't the case. So I was like, all right, fine. You know, I already came into this knowing I had to build my own business. Now that's even more so of a reality that you have to kind of really create any success that you have. So I never waited for anybody <laughs> to hand me anything because I knew right. it wasn't going to happen. Sure. Uh, because the self, you know, the only person that was really interested in Ryan was Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, that's, that's it, how I did it. Yeah. It was that I really just uh, had that mentality from the beginning that I, you know, that I was going to have to create my own success and I was going to have to be my own, cheerleader. Um, and you know, I've also got a pretty strong desire to be the best. Uh, so, you know, I set goals. I was like, okay, I want to be in this number here. And then after I got there, I was like, all right, next year I can do this. Yeah. I believe that that's super important with, you know, any, with anything, especially in real estate where you've got to be, you've got to set your own kind of benchmarks because what'll happen is you can get in your head so easily in this business, you know, the frustration of, you know, I've got all these leads. I just can't get through, you know, and I've called them 14 times, call them 15 times, you know, like just, you know, you know, like there's a saying buy or die, you know, (laughs) like let's get it, you know? And, uh, well, that's awesome. So, so now you, you're year two, you pretty much like doubled again you doubled your business the second year and then then you doubled like almost tripled your business the second by the third year. So now you're doing 96 deals and realizing there's not enough time, probably work until 11 o'clock at night. Some days I'm sure doing paperwork and all that kind of stuff. And so, so what was the, what was the big aha moment about teams? Well, teams kind of evolved out of just, wanting to put some people that were new in the uh, either new in the business or that had been doing it a while uh, to where they might not have to go through what I did in my first seven or eight months. Um, And 
I wanted to be able to give back. You know, I'm probably a teacher at heart. Uh, I like uh, helping people evolve. I help people try to do and emulate things that I've done. And two, I wanted to kind of get to a point where I could create some space for me to do some other things that I'm passionate about. You know, there's different things that as the business kind of exploded, you know, I wanted to do, you know, maybe some podcasts. I wanted to do some local interviews and, and things of that nature that I planned whenever I originally got into this to really help my community. And as your business kind of explodes, some of that has to be what kind of falls, you know, to the side and gets put on the back burner a little bit. So, for me, that was the, the, you know, building a team and trying to get them up to speed to where I can, one, increase my volume as a, as a whole, because I honestly, truly believe in our market. I believe in me and I believe in what I'm doing. And I'm not trying to be arrogant in that. It's just like I care for people. I have never, ever, ever cared about the money. I want to make a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But it's always been about my client trying to have as much integrity as I can to help them. And I figured the money will come right after that. So I don't have to worry about the money. I can worry about my client and worry about my customers and my community and the rest will just come with it. So I wanted to help teach other people that that's the right way to build your business. And that if you do that uh, ethically and creatively and you're, you know, the beautiful thing about EXP is we have so many tools, so many resources like yourself and other people that are willing to share and if I could do that in my community, wow, what could, you know, what can we really drag? Because my community is one that is, um, they really, really love their nostalgia and their right. <laughs> 70s and 80s. And they, oh, they, they want to hang on to that. Yes, they do. Uh, so uh, kind of dragging them. It's like, okay, yeah, still hold on to those morals, those values. But, you know, we can do some 21st century stuff. Yeah, we've got that here too. I think there's a little bit of that in uh almost every well i can't say every community smaller communities i yeah. should say um it's just the uh the nostalgia piece and and you know when you come in with a company like ours where you know things are just kind of drastically different and it's like i don't think i've ever met them at the office you know like yeah you know and and, and but at the end of the day like you said it's it's the more you give the more you're going to get and um when you put your clients first it's just you know the the you know it's it's the energy that you put in, which gets the paycheck later. And when you pour your energy into your clients and you're pouring in your time and you really genuinely care, um, because your clients are going to be able to see through that in, in a heartbeat, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they, they're like, this guy's not even, not even paying attention while we're talking. Like he's just, just cruising through houses and not asking any questions. And, you know, we didn't even, he didn't even take the time to do a buyer's presentation before we went out and looked at houses, you know, like those are huge little pieces that as real estate agents, especially the, the ones that have been in the business a while, they forget about that. Yeah. Um, we get so house focused instead of client focused a lot of times that we just Absolutely. tend to just go through the motions and like, well, we got a closing out of it. So, you know, it's all good. And at the end of the day, that's the, that's the wrong attitude to have. And, and the ones that are, are being highly productive in your area are definitely able to show that for sure. Yep. So, okay. So let's talk about your first hire. Now, did you hire an agent first or did you hire an assistant first? I hired, um, they're really close together, um, with hiring, um, 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure that because it was so close together. I'm not sure, sure. which one because I was pretty much done almost at around the same time. Um, because that's uh, right now I have two agents. Um, had a third that, you know, they went a different direction. It wasn't quite, you know, a good fit, you know, which is going to happen when you're building a team. It's not everybody's going to fit. Yeah. Um, and then I've got a virtual assistant. So I've got two fantastic agents, a virtual assistant, and I've got a few others that are, you know, kind of in the mix to, to be moving over soon. So, um, but uh, the virtual assistant and virtual assistant definitely came before these two agents that I got now. Uh, I probably had the virtual assistant in place for about six months and uh, these agents I've had in place for, you know, a couple months now. Okay. Hi, it's Dr. Sherry from Titan Elite Coaching. You're either killing it right now in real estate or you're still learning and trying to gain momentum. But either way, you are in the perfect position for high performance coaching. So what is high performance coaching you ask? Well, it's an extremely powerful way of keeping you focused on the research validated behaviors that actually lead to success. So you take your goals, your dreams, your values, and your vision, and you pair them with the powerful systems in the high performance life. And that is the result of high performance coaching. So right now, I'm asking you to do two things, and both are on our website. First, I want you to get my free ebook that I specifically created for you. It highlights the top nine mindset traps that are going to get in the way of your true greatness and success. Second, I want you to test drive this high performance coaching by investing in the $97 strategy session. It's an hour, but it's packed with self-discovery, insight, and action. It's less expensive than a night out on the town, but infinitely more important investment to your future. You deserve to give yourself this powerful opportunity now. Don't wait. Waiting is for the average, and I know, my friend, you are not average. To take advantage of this offer, go to www.titanelitecoaching and click schedule your strategy session today. So let's dive into VAs because I know that real estate agents are tripping about the VA. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, as an icon, you know, it's funny you say that because we're blowing up about VAs right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's uh, we did the I conversation, uh, just participated in that on Friday. Oh, right on. That came up a little bit, and it was just like instantly. I don't know if we even had to say anything else. I mean, everybody in the chats, like, dur, 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 you know, top enough one to know about these virtual assistants. And uh, I, you know, we've had in a um, email, I think you even posted something that somebody was wanting to know, um, what type of stuff to say for a virtual assistant or how do you post an ad? Yeah. Um, and to me, that's, you can't post an ad or, I mean, you can post an ad about a virtual assistant, but you can't have somebody give you um, an ad for, to run for a virtual assistant because you know what you want. Right. You know, what I yeah. want out of a virtual assistant is entirely probably different than what you want. You know, I don't want a transaction coordinator right now, even though that would help me. Personally, I if I want a transaction coordinator, I want that person to be local. I don't want a virtual assistant for that because yeah. there's certain things that I want to see, certain things that I want done. So I want that you, person. So did somebody you else make more want. of a virtual ISA? Uh, yeah, yes, kind of. Because my virtual assistant, I put more on KV Core. Uh, I've got them more digging in the weeds. I've got them um, looking for for sale by owners uh, and 
a, you know, finding either through Zillow or for sale by owner.com. I'm trying to get them to uh, get something like that engaged to where I can come in and hopefully drive that business. Um, I've got them digging in through old people, uh, older people in my database. Cause you know, even though I've only been in this three years, I've been able to amass probably five to 7,000, maybe even more than that, uh, people in my database nice. of, of old clients or clients that, that, um, you know, have dropped off, decided not to buy and maybe even bought for somebody else or whatever it is. Um, so we're following up with those people to see if they're still in the market. Maybe they're going to come back. Um, and then also trying to like any special projects that I have, because I'm constantly building either marketing materials, I'm building spreadsheets, I'm doing things that either are helping my clients, helping me or helping my people on my team, uh, because I do all of the marketing. I, that's one of the things I did it, you know, in a prior life. So I'm really good at building videos and building marketing material. And I know how to kind of make sure you stay on point and stay with the brand. So, um, my ISA or, you know, or the, the virtual assistant, that's what I have them working on. So, um, but like I said, that's probably entirely different than the way you may structure it, you know? So I think it's, you have to know what you want. Right. Um, and that's, I think that that's sometimes a challenge, um, that realtors and agents could probably do a better job of sitting back and thinking for a minute, Hey, I'm running a business, you know, I'm not a realtor. I am Ryan Keaton Inc. and I need this particular skill set to try to enhance my business. What does that look like? Write a description and actually put that in motion versus just saying, hey, you know, give me this, Ryan. You know, tell me how to, you know, tell me what to say exactly. Because the thing is, is if I put that description, or I think you actually shared a description, mm -hmm. if they send that out there and they put that description and somebody matches that 100%, and they respond and they hire that person, they're probably going to come back three or six months from now and go, gosh, this person's a dud. They're not doing what I want. Well, they're doing exactly what you described. It just doesn't happen to be what you need. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. And, you know, it's all I've heard it said too. like, you know, what what you need to do in terms of your team is whatever you deem non income producing activities that's what you need to take off your plate. So like for me, it was a transaction coordinator, like hundred percent right out of the gate. Get the, you know, putting paperwork in, you know, sky slope is not an income producing activity for me. I'd rather be out there shaking hands and kissing babies and showing houses and uh, you know, listing and selling that's, that's, those are money making activities for me. Um, you know, going through and making sure I've got every signature on every page and every little, you know, knit knacky thing I need to put in my checklist that is not an income producing activity for me, you know, and when we're doing, you know, 20 deals a month, I don't have time for that. That's just, that's way yeah. too much stuff. Yeah. So, um, okay. So now that you've, uh, hired your VA and you've hired your first agent now, are you going for new agents? Um, you know, less than two years in the business or seasoned agents? Like what's what, cause I know I've heard it both ways, especially with teams, you know, they like, I get a seasoned agent, it's just, you know, too much work because I got to reverse bad habits. Or if I get newer agents, they're teachable and coachable. I spend a lot of time talking to the person. So I don't really care if they're new, if they're old, uh, just got their license for me personally. It's to do they fit the culture of what I want my team to be. Uh, it's, it's interesting. We have a, um, 
we have weekly meetings. Uh, I have weekly meetings with my team and we actually have an individual that uh, has been in the business longer than I have that comes to that meeting because they feel like they get value. Now there, there's somebody that's, you know, kind of in my uh, downline, they're in, you know, part of my uh, group, but they come because they feel like that they get value out of it. Uh, I certainly feel like they get to, you know, they also add value by being able to kind of chime in on, on whatever direction that I'm doing. So I personally think it's really about the culture of what I want my team, my company, my group to be. And does that person fit it? Um, Because I don't want to just personally for me, I don't want to just blow up and expand and, and bring everybody that I can possibly bring in there. Yeah. Okay, great. I may get some type of financial benefit from that, but that's not who I am and who I want to be. Uh, I would rather people look and go, Oh, wow. Keaton group. That's, that's a special organization. If I go into that, I know what I'm getting. Uh, so that's what I'm trying to build within our group is that culture. Gotcha. So are you running a, a self-organized team or are you running an actual team where you're with reduced splits and everything? I am actually running a, a team with reduced split or, well, I get a portion of their splits of, of their transactions. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's what we're running to. <clears throat> um, yeah. It's interesting how, you know, different people find value in different ways in that. And I've got a gal on my team who she's like, I know I could do this on my own, but I like having the accountability and I'm willing to pay for that. You know, she says she just finds so much value is such a huge benefit when you have a group of people that are all on the same page and that are all wanting to win together. And, you know, and I always, I preach this all the time. It's like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, have you seen the movie bad boys? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're like one last ride, you know, bad boys for life, you know, like we have this like, I feel like we have this kind of camaraderie there where it's like, we're in this together, you know, we're all going to win together. We're going to ride together. We're going to die together. You know, like that kind of, that mantra, you know, I remember I was at, uh, whenever we were at uh, a shareholders meeting or uh, one of the meetings that we were at, we were in a little breakout and I was talking to this guy had been in the business for like, I think nine or 10 years was crazy high production and he was part of a team and he wasn't even the team leader and he was giving up a huge volume of his in my estimation a huge volume for being with the xp of or a huge percentage and i was trying to understand that uh not disparaging in any way i just was for understanding it was like dude whatever in the world your leader's doing i want to be able to to do that not from the financial standpoint but you obviously see value and that's that's what he said. It was just, everything was about what he felt like he was getting out of, out of the team. The fact that they had structure, they were having meetings and, you know, he was at a, um, he was actually at one of the traditional box places before he moved over to this and got a higher percentage, which almost never happens than what he was getting from this team. But what he said, he got out of this team and that was what was driving his production. He said, you know, I'd rather get a bigger, you know, a smaller percentage of a bigger piece of pie than a bigger piece of, you know, a smaller amount of money. So, um, I mean, here's opening. Yeah. The, here's the, the theory behind it is this, that um, we all need some level of therapy. Yeah. Whether that's group therapy, individual therapy, 
um, whether it's recreational therapy or, you know, exercise therapy or whatever that is, we all need some level of therapy. And a lot of people are just not internally wired to do that all by themselves. They, they like, you know, it's the idea that, you know, um, could you survive if somebody dropped you off on an Island with a laptop and a hundred bucks with no idea what you're doing? Or would you rather be in a group of a hundred people in a mastermind, you know, paying, you know, $5,000 a year to get the knowledge of the group. And at the end of the day, like they want the knowledge of the group. Um, because you know, you could, if you can live vicariously through other people's experiences and learn a lot faster, the learning curve, you're going to make more money. So at the end of the day, you're spending the money somewhere. It's just, it looks different on paper. Yeah. You know, and so interesting though, that that, that is really what can separate and make you a better agent as well is that, recognizing people, different people need different things. Yep. Um, you know, cause I had mentioned to, you know, I was talking to, you know, a couple of my team members and I was telling them about doing this and doing the eye conversations and they're like, Oh my gosh, I couldn't, you know, gosh, you're going to be in, up there in front of you. Aren't you terrified? And I was like, no, I mean, I, I I've done that. I kind of like that. You know, I, that's, I enjoy teaching and I'm comfortable in that kind of environment. And they're like, Oh, that would just kill me. But I also think that that's the same way whenever you're going out and you're talking to these clients and you, you've made, you alluded to it earlier that a lot of agents will get into this machine, my house, you know, I'll show them this till I get to there. Whereas, you know, I don't show people typically 10, 12, 15 houses. I usually show them maybe three, if that, because I spend time getting to know these people. Mm -hmm. So, and I get the trust from them. So I don't need to show you 12 houses because you've told me nine of those houses, they just ain't going to get there. So we can go look at them if that's what you truly want to do. But I can tell you, we're going to be there about five minutes here and go, okay, Ron, I'm sorry I wasted your time or, you know, sorry, I wasted my own time really is what the most valuable thing is. Um, talking about the client wasting their own time to drive out there and look at it mm -hmm. um, because it just didn't fit. It wasn't what they needed. Um, and I think that's the same thing when you're building a team is trying to look at that different people. I think it just, it goes exactly to what you're talking about that, that uh, some everybody's hardwired differently and just needs different things to get them kind of going and motivated. Yep. And it's, it's, it's funny. Cause, um, you know, this gal, she's just like, she was just so like, she did so much more volume with a team because yeah. she's got a, she's got a cheerleader, somebody behind her. That's just being like, you got it. You got it. You're so close. Yeah. You got this. Like, I can't even tell myself that I got this sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I was pretty self-motivated until I realized that there's so much more when you have the power of the group behind you, you know? Agents, wouldn't it be great to have the ultimate buyer's guide to hand out to your clients? Wouldn't it be great to have one resource that had all the answers to tell your buyers what not to do and what to do during the sales process? Would it be great to give a good, concise guide to your buyers on how to decide what their wants and needs are when looking for a home? Well, look no further. Real Estate Brain, Seven Hacks for Buying Like a Pro, gives you all the resources on how to tell your buyers to be the most productive in the workplace. Tips, 
on what not to do after going under contract, how to get financed, who your buyers should be reaching out to before they reach out to a realtor, overcoming fears and understanding their power as a buyer. Just go on amazon.com, search for Real Estate Brain and Prime members can get this book out within 48 hours. Awesome. So, okay. So now what does, what does the Keaton group look like here going forward? Well, I do want to add some people to the team. Uh, we, we add, we actually meet, uh, my, I'm licensed only in Kentucky. Uh, that's by choice. I've, you know, been trying, I've had a couple of people trying to get me do the other States, but I do enough volume here that I don't need to add additional States. Cause I know my mentality that if I'm licensed over there, okay, fine. Yeah. There's a leaderboard. I want to go up. But so right. and that's just not reality. You know, there's just, there's only so much you can do no matter what systems you have in place. Uh, so I would like to add some people that's in West Virginia in Ohio, because we meet right there in the middle. So, or we're, right where those three come together. Okay. Uh, so I'd like to add some people there. Um, I've also been talking to some people that, you know, just me, different people I've met throughout doing this for the last two to three years um, that I've got even in a different parts of the, the um, country that are potentially interested in talking to me about joining the group just because they want to be part of what we're doing. Um, and, um, those people have started kind of contacting me. So I don't know if that'll come to fruition, but that's kind of cool because the, um, you know, I didn't, I'm not seeking to grow outside of this area. That's the other thing that I'd never done um, is I didn't intentionally go out to build a team until the last couple months, three months. I was like, okay, I want to build a group and I want to do some things here, but I didn't go out and do a lot of attraction or those kind of things. It was people calling me and saying, Hey, you know, tell me about this. Um, because, you know, I didn't want to recruit, um, you know, that just wasn't my mentality, you know, that I truly wanted and liked the idea of attraction that if I'm doing good things, putting off good vibes, people are going to want to, you know, be attracted to that and we'll have conversations and maybe it fits and maybe it doesn't. And that's okay. You know, that's not everybody's built for what you're doing or where you're at. And that's what I keep reminding my team or trying to remind my team. It's like, you know, I push because <laughs> I want you to do more. I want you to learn. I want you to think outside of the box, but you don't have to be or have the desire to, to do what I'm doing. You know, you may not want to do 94 transactions, even if I teach you how to, <laughs> uh, you know, it just, it may, I don't want to do 94 transactions. I've done them. I truly love it. I do really love it though. It's so, oh, it's, uh, yeah, it is, uh, it's a lot of work, but I mean, I absolutely enjoy it. I mean, that I truly, honestly, it, I, that means I've helped that many people achieve a dream in their life because that is buying a home, whether it's your second home, first home, downsizing, it's always, if not the biggest purchase you've ever made in your life. It's oh I doubt that. So I helped those people with that. I helped get them through that. I helped find many of these I found the home. They sent me something and said, oh I want this. Let's go look at these three. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is really what you're looking for. Um I'll show you those three, but I bet you come back to this one because I just know the market so well. Yeah. Doing those transactions. I'm in and out of these houses. Well, so. you've been in all the houses. Yeah. <laughs> 94 transactions. You've been in everything that's for sale. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it, yeah, I just, I, I honestly believe that way that just how blessed am I 
that I get to guide somebody through the biggest transaction that they've ever made in their life. And most 99% of the time when we get to the end of that, how grateful and how thankful they are that they've gotten to that point. Because, you know, we all know deals just, you have things go sideways and you do that. So you having, being prepared for that, preparing your client for that, that, Hey, some things are going to go sideways sometimes, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to be out on top of that. I'm going to educate you. So that way, whenever we get through this, but trying to be the most educated agent that I can. So as we're dealing through those transactions, it doesn't go totally off the rails and everybody loses their mind and you lose a deal. It's just like, okay, you know, we kind of talk about this. So I do, I really feel like I'm blessed to be able to what to do what I do. And, and, uh, you know, my, your family, you know, you can ask my family, they, uh, there's no doubt that I love what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I try to constantly yeah. educate myself. So, yeah, it's gotten so contagious. My wife's getting licensed. She's actually taking the class right now. <laughs> so the, it is, it is awesome. My fiance is a hairdresser and I, I promise you, she's my biggest cheerleader. It's like all of her clients is like, Oh, you know, we're on sales real estate, right? <laughs> Oh, dude, I got a guy in our local area here. His wife is a a hairdresser and he probably gets 30% of his deals from that Um, because she's like, snippity snip. Oh, hey, where are you from? And she always works in a real estate conversation every time. It's pretty awesome. Um, So real quick with our last few minutes, we got time here is um, one is what systems are you using to keep track of 94 transactions? Because you've got to be super, super organized on that. And then um, the other one is um, where, what, uh, what's, what's something cool that you're doing right now? That's just completely unreal estate related. Yeah, so uh, systems-wise, uh, I, I run everything through KV Core. Uh, that's primarily my follow-up system. Um, and uh, I have uh, spreadsheets and different things like that that I have built in regards to follow-up with my clients. So they go into a certain spreadsheet, uh, and I know exactly – when they should close, I know what I'm going to make, what I'm going to pay out, all those kind of things. So what that does primarily is that I can track and I can look and see what I did last year. Where do I want to be this year? Where should I increase spend here? Should I take away from this? Is this resource working to get, you know, to provide my business value? Um, or is it taking away? Can I move this elsewhere? Um, and then, you know, as far as with, you know, new leads, uh, I, I try to call those things, you know, call if I get a new lead, whether it be realtor, Facebook, or some revenue source that I've generated, I try to get to them within the first three to five minutes uh, to make sure I'm touching base with them as quickly as possible. Um, and then I have a follow-up system uh, that I've kind of built that is a seven-day follow-up uh, that is a blend of several text, call, email, um, I have very specifically, you know, very specific information that I'm going to say to them. Um, and then on what day, because I find that that really matters. And uh, it's funny because I, I came up with this kind of a, I think it's day four that I use it. But basically, if I've not gotten any response out of this person after, you know, three days for whatever reason on a lead or something that I got that was more of a cold lead through either Realtor, Zillow or 
Facebook or whatever it was. And um, I will, it's basically terminology around, hey, gosh, I really don't want to spam you. I know I've reached out. Um, but it's very specific in what I say. And the response rate that I get from that specific message is probably 60, 70% because it is somebody showing, oh, crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has some of few things we haven't followed up or uh, it's somebody just not even realizing that they haven't followed up or they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's, you know, he's putting a little more effort into this than maybe, you know, somebody else we're talking to. So anyway, the response rate on that's really good. Um, and if it doesn't, I know the next two, I almost to a T know how the next two to three days are going to go of this follow-up. I still follow my little trajectory, but after day seven, I kind of put them in a different system and they, you know, they're a little bit slower drip. So, um, and are you doing that follow-up or is your VA doing that follow-up? That first seven day follow-up is this guy. Okay. I'm doing that specifically. Um, and I'm also allowing KV core to drip and do some of that thing. So, you know, KV core follows up in a different way. My, my way is very specific and very oriented towards them. I let the KV core kind of drive more of the, uh, the email and their terminology because they're asking some different questions than I'm asking. And it's a different phone number, you know, so, you know, maybe something that I've done hasn't quite registered with them, but they see this new phone number and they think, Oh, this is a new person. Um, because like, you know, that's driven by my smart numbers. So, sure. Um, I just try to reach different points to see what's going to resonate. Um, uh, so that, that's kind of cool. So, um, trying to think of what else. So, but yeah, those are my main systems, like I said, in Excel spreadsheets and, and things like that, that I've built, um, to, to follow up and look at how did I do last year versus this year? Also, what clients do I have going right now? And is that trending and trajectorying towards, um, Trajectoring, is that a word? I, <laughs> sure, sure. All of our English majors are like freaking out right yeah, now. It's like, who's this guy? Gosh, kidding me right now. <laughs> yeah, so that, so that I basically use that. So that way I can kind of, you know, that helps me with my business plan and, and marketing and, and also to making sure that I'm staying on top of those deals to move them forward. And of course, I get lots of apps and things of that nature that I kind of go in and out of depending on, you know, um, for follow-up. Um, cause I'm really, really, really big on follow-up, which awesome. you have to be, you gotta um, be, you gotta be obsessed stay about stay on top of it because oh. that, but you know, if you look at, you know, all of my reviews, a lot of the reviews is all just about, you know, how accessible Ryan was, how he stayed on top of it. He really tried to find our house, those kind of things. And that's because I've just got these systems. I'm a big, big systems guy. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Well, I was going to have you do one more, but I think we're running out of time here. So, yeah. uh, Ryan, dude, this has been awesome. I know that this is going to feed a lot of people's brains and they're going to be overloaded with all this good nuggets of knowledge you were able to drop today. And so if anybody wanted to, uh, either join your team or send you a referral, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, the easiest way to get in touch with me is either call or text. Uh, my cell phone is uh, 606-782-2459. Or they can email me at uh, ryan.keaton at exprealty.net. And of course, you know, good old Facebook, you know, still using that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny it's, to say that. It's, it's a big part of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is old. It's sad. I was alive whenever it was created, but <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so funny. 
But well, thank awesome. you for this opportunity. I really do appreciate the you know, the chance to come on here and, and and talk with you. I mean, you're you're doing some pretty exciting things as well. So thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. And if anybody wants to reach out to me um, for a free coaching call, I'm doing those right now. Thirty minutes to get absolutely free. If you're looking to build a team or looking to uh, get some structure on, uh, you know, going scaling from you know a rainmaker agent to join, starting a big team. Um, just reach out to me, 307-772-1184. And if you're looking to wanting to join EXP, you can text Ryan um, on the number he just gave, or you can text me at my phone number, 307-772-1184, and just text the word EXP, and we'll reach out to you with some more information. All right, man. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, we'll catch you guys all on the next episode of the Success Agent Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Success Agent Podcast, hosted by J.P. Fluellen. To find more content, go to wyomingrealestatecareers.com. Please also go to Success Agent on Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe, and if you find the content valuable, please share this podcast and give it a five-star review. It helps us with our rankings. This has been another episode of the Success Agent Podcast.